page 136. We stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit. Righteous are you, O Lord, and upright are your judgments. Deal with your servant according to your mercy, and teach me your statutes. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Who walk in the law of the Lord? Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with a whole heart. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Righteous are you, O Lord, and upright are your judgments. Deal with your servant according to your mercy, and teach me your statutes.
people grace to withstand the temptations of the devil and with pure hearts and minds to follow you, the only God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the 17th Sunday after Trinity is from the 25th chapter of Proverbs. Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of the great, for it is better that he say to you, come up here, than that you should be put lower in the presence of the prince whom your eyes have seen. Do not go hastily to court. For what will you do in the end when your neighbor has put you to shame? Debate your case with your neighbor, and do not disclose the secret to another, lest he who hears it expose your shame and your reputation be ruined. A word, fitly spoken, is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold, is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear. Like the cold of snow in time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like clouds and wind without rain. This is the word of the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. The epistle reading is from the fourth chapter of Ephesians. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, 
bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. Now it happened as Jesus went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath, that they watched him closely. And behold, there was a certain man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus, answering, spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? But they kept silent. And he took him and healed him and let him go. Then he answered them, saying, Which of you, having a donkey or an ox that has fallen into a pit, will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? And they could not answer him regarding these things. So he told a parable to those who were invited when he noted how they chose the best places, saying to them, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you and him come and say to you, Give place to this man. And then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place, so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead 
and the life of the world to come. Amen. Texas from Luke chapter 14, verse 11. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. 
This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. We know the theology, the teachings, and the beliefs of the Pharisees. We know what they were. They thought that the law was given by God so that by keeping it, people could earn heaven. And so these prideful Pharisees were trusting in their own good works. Now, in addition to this, they also looked down upon others who were not living as they were. And Jesus watches as they choose the places of honor based upon their own self-determined obedience. Pharisee 1, I don't work on the Sabbath. Okay. Pharisee 2, well, I don't work and I don't walk over 39 steps on the Sabbath. Pharisee 3, I don't work, I don't walk too far, and I fast on the Sabbath. However, their obedience was not to the commandments of God. They were only following the rules of men, the traditions. And so, when our Lord told us, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, and thus forbid work on the Sabbath, he was not providing a rule by which men could observe it and then earn merit based on their inactivity, not working. No, the purpose of the Sabbath day of rest was so that, setting work aside, men could come and hear the word of God. They could worship their Lord. They could be taught about repentance and forgiveness of sins. It's so that God could set these things aside and he could give them out their gifts. He could give his gifts to them. Men were not created so that the great and high Sabbath day could be observed by doing nothing. Not at all. You see, men men were created first. The Sabbath was set aside, was designated by God so that men could benefit, that it could serve them, not they served the Sabbath, so that they could receive from God. Now, in addition, the prohibition of work... uh, on the Sabbath, uh, was not given that it might be exclusive. There, there was always exceptions, uh, that uh, uh, valid exceptions to the rule. The priests worked on the Sabbath, and and yet that was not forbidden. Uh, a child was to be bapt- or was to be circumcised on the eighth day. If that happened to fall on a Sabbath, well, then it was done. That, that wasn't a problem. And so here it would seem that the appearance of a sick man with dropsy, today they call it edema, water retention, all of a sudden he's right before uh, uh, Jesus. Yeah, it looks like a setup. Exactly. If Jesus healed the man, they would declare him a Sabbath breaker. If he did not, well, then then he must not have been God. He didn't have mercy on him, and I guess he couldn't do this uh, uh, 
uh, healing. And so they, they've got him. And Jesus cuts them off before they could even go down that path. So he asked them a question. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? Now they've got their chance. They can speak up. Sure, they can talk. If they had a good scriptural argument, well, of course, they could teach Jesus a few things. If they had invited Jesus in order that they might learn, well, okay, if they're in error, they could learn the right way. They could be taught about this. Jesus could explain it. So what did they say in response? Nothing. Nothing. They were not just quiet. No, as if they didn't know the answer. They knew what they were going to say. The text says they kept silent. They refused to answer. And they refused to answer because these proud Pharisees did not want to learn from Jesus. If they spoke up, they would ruin the trap that they had set for them, for him. But more than that, if they spoke up, they would have to defend their false teaching. And they were not going to be corrected by Jesus. No way. So when Jesus realized by their silence that they were being disingenuous, he goes ahead and heals the sick man right then and there. And then, to drive the point home, he asks them another question, which then exposes their hypocrisy. They are not only an heir, they are firmly entrenched in hypocrisy. Luke 14:5. Which of you, having a donkey or an ox that has fallen into a pit, will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? So what's a hypocrite? A hypocrite is someone who condemns someone else of what they do while they themselves do it and, and they don't apply it to their own uh, actions. Of course they would rescue a farm animal, their own animal on the Sabbath day, and yet they leave this child of God in his sickness and, and will not allow him to be helped. You see, you can tell by their actions, that this invitation of having Jesus to preach at their Seder meal was only externally nice words. They despise him in their hearts. They never intended to follow his teaching. So in one of the other Gospels, when Jesus is speaking about this, Mark 7, he answered and he said to them these words, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written... This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandments of God, you hold to the traditions of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, many other such things as you do. He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. And you make the word of God of no effect through your tradition which you have handed down and many such things you do. God's word. So, though they refused to work on the Sabbath, outwardly it looked pretty good, they refused to hear Jesus' teaching. They will lift their animal out of a pit on the Sabbath. But you can't heal a man and release him uh, from his sickness. They invite Jesus. Looks good. 
but they've already taken the places of honor. And he will not have it. No, it's outward show and that's all. The beginning of today's introit from Psalm 119 gives us some directions. It says, Righteous are you, O Lord, and upright are your judgments. Deal with your servant according to your mercy. Teach me your statutes. The first thing that we need to learn this morning is that our God is the righteous one, and it is the words of his mouth which are upright. The commandments of God are not our Savior. Instead, they show us our unrighteousness. We have come this day not to give God something, but to set aside our work that we might receive what we could not obtain by our six days of work. No, we keep the Sabbath when we do not despise preaching and his word, but gladly hear and learn it. No matter what good things you did this week, you are unworthy before a righteous God. But you see, God is not simply concerned about your outward change of behavior. Don't be fooled by outward religious things. The triune God, as Jesus in today's text can see right through, he's not impressed by outward actions alone. What does he desire? That there would be fear, lust, fear, love, and trust in the heart. If you want religious pageantry, the Pharisees had long flowing robes. If you want morality, the Pharisees seem to exemplify it. If you want rigorous rules you have to follow, they are the elite rank of religious observance. But St. Paul speaks about true Christianity saying this, Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of this world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using, according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed Religion, false humility, and the neglect of the body, but they are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. It impresses men, but it is of no value before God. Today, we pray in the collect of the day, Lord, we implore you, grant your people grace. That's what we need. We need grace to withstand the temptations of the devil and with pure hearts and minds to follow you, the only God. We have come today to receive not new rules, not outward. We've come to receive the pure hearts and minds which we need, which only God can work in us through the preaching of his word. The temptation of the devil is that we might have pride, take pride in our unworthy works, but rather we need God's grace. We need God to come and and to forgive us our sins. Rather than, well, grade Jesus by our own human rules, 
We need to be humbled by the commandments of God so that clinging to Christ, who has forgiven us our sins, we might, well, be lifted up. You see, those pure hearts and minds which come from our Savior. Yes, we come to our divine service today and to our celebration of his holy supper, and we find that Jesus is here. Jesus, who has been exalted to the highest place of honor, he desires to teach us. Not outward stuff, but his wisdom, law, and gospel. He wishes to change our hearts. Every last one of us must humbly come confessing our sins and say, Lord, grant me grace and teach me your way. And then our Lord, who is gracious, forgives us our sins. He serves us with his love and forgiveness. He deals with us according to his mercy. He invites us to come and to be his child. He indeed lifts us up to the heavenly places. He says, oh, you who have fallen so far, I lift you up so high. He takes us who are according to the law described as sinners. And he gives us the title of saints, holy ones forgiven in Christ because of what he has done for us. Through faith in Christ, our Lord exalts us to the great place of honor. Yes, He brings us to his heavenly mansions. He gives us salvation and eternal life. He gives us the title of child of God. That's what our Lord is doing. He has come this day that he might teach us. Um, Let his words expose our our false humility uh, that we might receive his forgiveness and be lifted up. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Page Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that your Son, Jesus Christ, showed us his love by humbling himself unto death, that we might be exalted and be with him in heaven forever. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, O Lord, we ask that your church would not give out love and forgiveness based on the works of the law but based upon the perfect compassion of Jesus Christ. We ask that all pastors in Christ, our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, that they would humble themselves by serving the church according to their calling and with the assurance that Christ would lift them up. We ask that the teachers at our learning center, along with our director Keely, that they would be completely humble, gentle and patient, and bear with one another in love. Let us pray to the Lord. 
Guide and support all government officials, especially those who serve in positions of authority, including our President Joe, our Governor JB, our Mayor Steve, as well as the civil servants, the police of this community, that those who have been entrusted with community affairs may administer them in good faith. Protect and serve those who serve in our armed forces, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, our police officers, Daniel and Alex, that they may diligently carry out their duties, be protected from all harm and danger. Look in mercy on all who are working to repair and clean up after Hurricane Ian, and keep the hearts of all disaster responders from despair. Fill them with good courage. Let us pray to the Lord. Bless our shut-in Carolyn, our elderly Violet and Tom. Provide for the needs of Kevin, Stan, Jack, Levi, Jennifer, Victor, and Marsha. We give thanks to you for a, a good report for Anita. And we ask that you might be with her as a procedure and possible surgery uh, in the future. Be with our students, with Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Ashley, Cameron, and Benjamin and Jacob. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the suffering and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Heaven and earth are full of 
Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong refuge to which I may resort continually. You have given the commandment to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Also with the root I will praise you, and your faithfulness, O my God. To you I will sing with the heart, O Holy One of Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. O Lord, I will make 
the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.